Podcast Help Desk number 36 for January 12th, 2015. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Mike and welcome to the Podcast Help Desk. I'm going to start out today with a couple little news items. Uh, Reddit, uh, you know, the site that kind of, uh, you know, you vote up or down news stories and all that. It was all the rage a few years ago. I don't know how it is now. I don't go there very often. But uh, they have come up with their own podcast. And it's kind of a, I don't know, from the sounds of it, uh, Kind of a, a slight rip off of the success of Serial, but uh, what the heck? They came out with their Show Zero. <laughs> Remember, we talked about Show Zero and whether or not you should do it. Well, they did it. The name of the show is Upvoted, and I'm sure you could find it at Reddit. I've got a link right to their iTunes uh, listing, so you know uh, <laughs> we'll uh, talk about that a little later in the show, but. Uh, Sometimes it's not good to just link to iTunes, but uh, go give it a listen. It's it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of along the lines of of the serial startup and all those uh, NPR style shows, but uh, done a little differently. So it's uh, it's worth checking out. I don't know if I will uh, stay subscribed. I'll I'll reserve judgment until I hear uh, episode one or two. And, of course, there was another story about podcasting becoming popular. Where were they 10 years ago? But uh, this was from DePaula, or The DePaulia, which is the award-winning newspaper of DePaul University. That's what it says, but headline reads, Podcast, Popularity Soars to New Heights. And, you know, talks about Sarah Koenig and, and Serial and... Uh, all that, and you know, it's 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 a it's an okay story, but uh, we've heard it before. It does have a uh, recommended listening list, and uh, just kind of interesting how they come up with that list. But uh, WTF from Mark Marin is on the list. Uh, the Nerdist, uh, you made it weird. I've never heard of that one. I have to go check that out. Harmontown, never heard of that. Improv nerd, never heard of that. So, hey, there might be some good stuff there. I'll have to do a little listening when I get some time. And then, of course, Radio Lab is on there, which is another one of those kind of shows. But, yeah, it's an interesting article. Uh, go check it out. I have it on the, uh, the show notes there at podcasthelpdesk.com. And let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. And this is uh, Sean Thorpe, and he uh, came up with a list of 
of eight new rules for podcasting in 2015. Now, one of the nice things about podcasting is there really isn't any rules. There's some rules, but, you know, some technical rules, and that's what we try to iron out here. But uh, these are uh, just rules in general. You may agree. You may not agree. You know, and uh, I think most of them are pretty good. Uh, Turn off autoplay is one of them. Now, if you've got your uh, website set up to where when somebody comes to your website and your MP3 file starts playing, well, it's all good. Uh, They're going to scramble to try to find the uh, off button and you're going to get your stats will, you know, be inflated. And so you just, you know, why do that? It annoys people and you're not going to get true stats. And, you know, if you're going for numbers to get advertisers and you, as we've talked about before, and you've inflated your stats, then, you know, the advertisers think they're paying for 10,000 people to listen and you really only have 1,000. They're only going to get results as if you went to 1,000. So they're going to think, wow, I paid for 10,000 listens and I didn't get squat out of it. And, you know, it just makes everybody look bad, makes you look bad, you know, so be honest. There's a few of those like that. Uh, <clears throat> number two on the list is no more shady iTunes review swaps. And I know there's Facebook groups and Google Plus groups and forums out there where, you know, hey, I'll uh, I'll give you a, f- a five-star rating if you give me a five-star rating and all that. And, and that goes along with the same same thing with you know, your listeners, you know, like we talked about with the new and noteworthy, uh, you know, if you get there and you're not really ready for that, you're not going to retain those listeners, you know? And so, you know, why, why inflate it? Why game the system? It's, it's really not going to help you in the long run. It might, you know, boost you in the short term, but you're not going to retain those listeners, you know, unless you're uh, just, you know, real, real good content there. And, you know, and I hope that's what you're doing. But, you know, boosting it that way is, you know, kind of unethical. And it's not generally not going to do you as good as you think it's going to do you. So uh, that's a good rule. Number three is stop publishing bad show notes. And, you know... I agree with that. I do listen to one particular podcast where the show notes consist of basically the name of the show, uh, a link to seven or eight uh, of their uh, affiliate links, and that's it. You know, nothing about the show and all that. Well, you know, whatever works for them. The show is worth listening to. I won't name any names. But really, more complete show notes is good both for SEO purposes and to help your audience, you know, decide, you know, like in my case, mine sometimes is a near transcript and then sometimes it's not, uh, you know, but I always have links to everything I talk about. I, you know, kind of let you know right at the beginning what we're going to talk about, you know, if you look at the show notes before you listen or, you know, sometimes in the title I I have it, But, but yeah, you know, stop publishing show notes. Jeez. You know, they're bad show notes. And then what we talked about earlier, uh, stop linking only to iTunes. You know, and uh, Sean says, well, it's well known that the that iTunes is still the 800-pound gorilla of podcasting, but it's not the only option. And, you know, you're much better promoting your own website as long as you have a clear and concise 
way to subscribe to your show, you know, like on, you know, with using PowerPress 6, you got that nice sidebar widget that, you know, then you can, you know, anybody can come there, they can click the RSS button, they can click the iTunes button, they can go to your subscribe page and, you know, promote your own website. Because who knows, you know, you may someday decide you're going to go to SoundCloud, which I don't recommend. But, you know, why promote any anything else? iTunes is great, but that's not the only thing. And here's a side note. For some reason, over the last two weeks, I have had probably 20 people ask me a variation of this question. How do I upload my MP3s to iTunes? Uh, anyway, stop it. <laughs> anyway, the the uh, but yeah, item four there on Sean's list is uh, stop linking only to iTunes. I agree. Stop spamming. Well, I never spam, and I never think uh, anybody should. But before promoting your podcast, take a moment and ask yourself: Is it really relevant to the place where you're about to drop the link? You know, if you're on a Facebook group or a forum or whatever, you know, is it relevant? I mean, you know, it could be. You know, in my case, if I do a show about a certain topic and that topic comes up in a Facebook group, I can, you know, casually drop the link in there and say, hey, you know, uh, I talked about that on my episode so-and-so, and that's okay. It's not, you know, I don't do it a lot. In fact, I don't remember doing it much at all, but... I'm just saying that's probably okay, but on the other hand, you know, don't go to every forum and every Facebook group and every Google Plus group and and all that and just, you know, hey, new show's out, you know, a lot of times people don't care, or if they're already subscribed to you, they're going to know the show came out because it's going to show up in the feed, so, you know, no, no sense overdoing it, and Twitter bombing, and I really didn't understand Twitter bombing until just this week, and uh, I did a little experiment, and uh, eh, it doesn't really work for me, but I didn't uh, I didn't go all out like some of the people do. I just, I did put a, a link directly to a MP3 file in Twitter, and it yeah, got a few hits, but eh, you know, that's not worth it. That's the same thing as uh, doing the autoplay. It's like, you know, why do that? It's, you know, goes hand in hand with a lot of these things. Uh, Stop wasting your listeners' time. And I kind of go along with that. That's why these shows sometimes are 30 minutes. Sometimes they're an hour. Sometimes they're, you know, shorter than that. Sometimes they're longer than that. Uh, But usually I can get what I have to get said, you know, sometime between 30 and 60 minutes, and that's what I generally shoot for, but if I've only got 20 minutes of something to talk about, that's all the longer the show's going to go. So, you know, and that's basically what uh, Sean's saying here. If you're producing a 30-minute long podcast focused on one topic, don't spend the first 15 minutes talking about your kid's piano recital. You know, that's true, too. And, uh, you know, I do, do tend to go off on tangents at times, but, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the uh, beauty of podcasting, but on the other hand, you know, some things that, you know, if you say you're going to talk about A, don't talk about B, C, D, and F before you get to A. Of course, I might be guilty of that sometimes, but oh well. (laughs) This is Sean's list, not mine. Uh, 
Number eight, stop humble bragging about stats. I see this a little bit. Not as much, apparently, as Sean does, but what they're talking about is, you know, you get on a forum or a Facebook group or Google Plus group, and you, you, know, you, you kind of brag about, you know, your stats, but kind of not, and or, you know, or just flat-out bragging. You know, it's like, eh, you know. It's nice to celebrate the milestones and all that, but, you know, in my case, you know, I don't want all 150,000 of you to, uh, to, to know that there's that many people listening. Yeah, right. Anyway, <laughs> and then I added one in the comments, and this was after listening to a particular podcast that's supposed to be about a particular subject, and the host of the show used the word... Me, mine, myself, or other references to themselves over and over and over and over. And it was all about, you know, how they're going to do this and, I, you know, I'm going to do this. And, you know, it's all about me, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it was pretty like, wow, you know, the, the, they were definitely an ego trip going on there. And uh, that's, that's one of the things. And then the other thing that's not on this list or on uh, the comments is, I've noticed this. A lot of podcasters will say, hey, I need to take a break right now, so I'm going to put it on pause. I'll be right back. You know, and then next breath is, I'll be, oh, hey, I'm back. You know, you know what? Nine times out of ten, you don't need to announce that. I mean, I do it all the time. I hit pause. I, you know, go up and refill my coffee or get another beer or, you know, use the bathroom, have a coughing fit, whatever I do. But, you know, I just hit pause, do what I got to do, and then hit record and keep on going. And you don't know the difference, and nor should you. You know, and I am guilty of that sometimes, too. You know, all these things I've been guilty of to a point, not the shady iTunes review swaps. But anyway, I just thought it was a great uh, list. You can read the whole article over at Podcaster News. That's the eight rules for podcasting in 2015. Hey, I got a question from uh, Dan Kramer over at the Miskatonic University Podcast. It's at uh, mu-podcast.com. He says, Hi, Mike. Wondering how you are liking using the Auphonic desktop program that I got at the end of the year, end of last year. He says, I've been considering purchasing it myself, but the hefty price tag and no returns policy keeps stopping me. I've had the same issue as you with upload times using the online version. And, uh, and he goes, thanks for the show. I look forward to seeing new episodes. Well, thanks, Dan. Uh, we're uh, trying to get them all in the, in the, in the feed. Uh, as I predicted last week, I'm going to get 50 at least this year, hopefully more. Uh, I did skip last week, but anyway, that's beside the point. And I'm just going to say about the Alphonic uh, desktop program, yeah, it's a bit expensive. It's uh, $89 U.S. or 69 euros. I don't convert as necessary for where you're at, but uh, I do love it. 
it works great and not having to upload one gigabyte wave files and then download one gigabyte wave files is good and the reason i made the switch was i found out Auphonic uses the lame mp3 encoder which as you know is lame so i just use wave and then you know once i've run it through the Auphonic desktop program it makes another wave and then uh, i run that wave through the Fraunhofer MP3 encoder, which is found in iTunes or Adobe Audition, and I'm sure other places, but those are the two that I use frequently. So, Dan, yeah, it is expensive, but I think it's worth it. I do like it. Something that's been on my mind lately, it's not directly related to podcasting, but it is kind of, is, uh, is broadcasting dead or dying? Uh, you know, I, I work in a, uh, a office part of the day, or well, most of the day, and uh, in that office we've got a uh, stereo that... It's always on a commercial radio station. Now, I'm lucky in, in the fact that my office mate doesn't mind, you know, listening to different kinds of music, and she would absolutely not want to listen to podcasts, which is kind of a bummer. But, you know, we have to listen to music radio, and I've come to the conclusion that music radio is lame. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. I don't know how it uh, survives. Well, I do know how it survives, all the tacky commercials they put in there. And But all the music radio stations sound the same. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, we're in a small market, and and we're not even in, you know, a market where we have Clear Channel and Infinity and all the, you know, the big radio groups. We've got, you know, a bunch of local radio groups, but, you know, they're all independent, and I gotta say, most of them are just yuck, and they sound the same. I mean, you can listen to a particular oldies station in town here, and it's the same music every day. I mean, I bet you if I really kept track of it, that I could figure out where in the playlist they are, and it would be in the same order, you know, every day. And it's the same music. The country stations, I mean... Country music doesn't sound like country music, or at least most of it doesn't, and they sound the same. We've got two two country stations, two oldies stations. We've got, uh, you know, a rock station. We've got an alternative rock station, which sounds just like the rock station. And, you know, there's not a lot of variety there. We, you know, we've got a college radio station that's pretty good, and we've got a, a local, uh, you know, Interlochen Arts Academy I guess would be sort of a college PBS type station, and you know they're interesting. In fact, uh, as a side note, those of you that watch Tech TV back in the day, uh, Kate Patello, Kate Batello, whatever, <laughs> Leo's uh, partner there on uh, Screensavers for a while. She's the uh, morning DJ on the uh, on the uh, local uh, classical station, so uh, get to listen to her from time to time. 
But, you know, it's just, it's, it's lame. It, it's just lame. And TV is even worse. Uh, you know, the, the, the local TV stations seem to be pretty good at the, the you know, morning news and, and uh, all that stuff, uh, you know, except for, you know, then again, you know, if you watch the 11 o'clock news at, you know, six in the morning, you're going to get all the same stories from the 11 o'clock news, but, you know, at least you'll get the up-to-date weather and, you know, of course they got the obligatory uh, uh, reporter out in the field doing uh, this, that, or the other, you know, every morning and, you know, some of that's interesting. But all in all, broadcasting is just falling into a groove that, you know, and I'm not talking about the big cable channels. I mean, some of the cable channels have some good shows on them and, you know, the networks generally have some okay stuff on it, but just broadcasting in general. How long is it going to be commercially viable to, uh, you know, have these big transmitters, especially around here? I don't know how it is in your part of the world, but around here, you know, it takes a lot of power to uh, cover the market. We're, you know, geographically one of the largest markets in the country, but yet we're one of the smallest markets as far as population. So, you know, but it doesn't cost any less for them to run big honking transmitters and have huge towers than it does in the big city. In fact, it's probably cheaper in the big city because they can put the antennas on top of buildings that are already there. They don't have to build thousand foot towers and, and, you know, run, you know, 50 kilowatt stations to cover or, or set up a network. I mean, a lot of our stations around here have several transmitters. Uh, you know, I can think of the NBC affiliate around here has uh, five yeah, five transmitters to cover the uh, area. So they've got five sites, five towers, plus all the, you know, stuff to transmit it between the towers and the studio. And, you know, how, how long is it going to be before that's just not commercially viable to, to do that? So, you know, broadcasting is kind of going away. And, I, I mean, I think it's going to happen, you know, just like with the, even cable TV. You know, or satellite, uh, XM Sirius. You know, the average, uh, the average Sirius XM show. If you take the individual show, and I'm not talking about Howard Stern or any of the big popular ones, but you know, some of the produced shows that are just on XM Sirius, their ratings aren't much more than a decent podcast, or sometimes less. You know, uh, it doesn't take a lot. I mean, you know, their ratings for a particular show might be a thousand people. Well. You know, a, a good podcast can can break a thousand eventually, and and you know much more than that sometimes. So, you know, it's it just doesn't seem like it's gonna stay viable that way. It's like with the, you know the cable companies. I'm thinking eventually they're just gonna have to resort to just selling bits. You know, like uh, you know that's they're they're resisting that, but I think that's where it's gonna go. I think you know everything's gonna go to Netflix and. Amazon and, you know, online, you know, stuff, podcasts, you know, so why not transmit the 11 o'clock news uh, via the internet instead of, you know, via a big honking tower? Uh, you know, so I just, I think it's gonna, it's, it's dying out. And, you know, some part of that is good. You know, some of the local stations, you know, local radio stations, Around here, the talk station, especially, you know, they have local programming in the mornings. And, 
and the one in town here has it in the afternoons too. They don't, you know, they don't, they got Rush Limbaugh. So from 12 to three, it's Rush Limbaugh, but pretty much everything else is local. And that's pretty okay, except for, you know, you know, the same lame commercials and stuff, but you know, it's at least informative and and local. And, you know, a lot of times you go into a, a, a city, like, you know, I frequent uh, Detroit. Uh, you go into Detroit and you turn to Station A. That's the rock station. And it sounds just like the rock station in Chicago. And it sounds just like the rock station in, in Indiana. It sounds like the rock station in Texas. It sounds like the rock station in California. They all, they're all the same. Country stations, same thing. They're all the same. I don't know. That's why I, I think that's why I gravitated to podcasting because you can pretty much pick what you want to listen to when you want to listen to it. It's not overrun with commercials. I mean, some of them are. <laughs> I have to say, uh, you listen to uh, some of the ones I listen to, the commercials can go on for, you know, 15 minutes. But the beauty of that is you can uh, fast forward through them. That's why they put the 30 second skip button on the. Uh, on the podcast apps, and uh, I use it because you know I don't want to hear for the umpteenth hundredth time, uh, you know, why Audible's good. You know, I know it's good. I already subscribed to Audible, and uh, you know I don't need to hear the the ten minute commercial every week for Audible or several times a week, if I'm honest. But so you know, it's got its problems too. But uh, you know, with podcasting, you can. You can make your own, for one. It's a whole lot cheaper. Me doing this right here is a whole lot cheaper than if I put up a 1,000-foot tower and a 50,000-watt transmitter and still only reach a potential audience of maybe 200,000 people. Well, I've got a potential audience of 6 billion here. Not that anybody ever gets that much, but, you know, if you if you listen to... Uh, all the news about cereal, you might think that they do, but <laughs> anyway, just just say, what do you think about uh, broadcasting? You think it's doomed? I really do think it is. Don't forget, I'm giving away a mixer and a microphone, and uh, pretty much a complete setup to uh, for a beginner podcaster. Uh, I'm giving away a Behringer uh, XM8500 dynamic mic, brand new, and a slightly used, it's only been out of the box once, a UB502 mixer, which compares to the Behringer Zenix 502. Only uh, this one's an older model, but I guess it's pretty much brand new. And I'm going to buy you the right cables and hook the microphone to it and hook the it to the computer. And I even throw in an hour of consulting via go to meeting. So if you want to enter to do all that, uh, I was going to stop taking entries on the 15th of January, which is Thursday, but I think I'm going to extend that to the 19th, which I believe is the next Monday. So I'll be able to announce the next, 
announce the winner at the next uh, podcast, which will be sometime around that first part of the week. So get it to me, you know, sometime before Sunday. Uh, or if it's Monday, I'm going to have the uh, randomizer pick the winner. And ways to enter. You can sign up for the newsletter mailing list. And it's no spam. I still haven't sent one out. So, you know, you're not going to get spam. You're going to get uh, a newsletter every so often. No guarantees. But sign up there. That'll put you one entry. The other entry, another way to enter, the second one, is to send a voicemail comment, either by dialing 231-421-4490 and leave a question or a comment that I can use on the show. Or you can use the voicemail tab on the site or just email it to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. Either a text or audio question. Uh, any any feedback like that will put, give you an entry into the contest, said which uh, ends this week. So uh, you know, get her done. And the last way is to just send me an email telling me about your show and a little bit about yourself, and so you can end up getting three entries. Like I said I'm going to use the randomizer on the 19th to uh, pick the winner, and uh, you'll get it in to me by then. Uh, was going to do it the 15th, but I'll give you a couple more days to uh, get something together. So don't forget that. And let me throw the little blueberry ad in while I'm at it. Uh, if you'd like to get hosting or professional statistics over at Blueberry, use the promo code NOBS, N-O-B-S. That'll give you a free month at any level for uh, either podcast hosting or statistics, uh, the monthly plan. So uh, go give that a try over at blueberry.com. And that brings us to the blueberry tip of the week. And I'm going to revisit something I've already talked about probably, but uh, category podcasting using PowerPress. I'm going to say that uh, unless you have a specific reason to use category podcasting, it really isn't the best way to do multiple podcasts from one WordPress site. Or especially if you only have one podcast, there's no reason to use it at all, period. But, you know, if you are going to use... Two, you know, if you're going to have two podcast feeds generated off your WordPress site, category podcasting is not the best way to do it. It'll work, but there's some caveats. And if you're using Blueberry Stats, for instance, there's no way to separate the stats from each other. All the shows will have the same redirect code. And that's, I mean, not necessarily you can turn off the automatic redirect code and put manually which one you want to use, but it's kind of a pain in the butt, you know. So there's no real way of doing that in categories. Uh, the other thing about it is uh, they're easy to mess up. I mean, it's really easy to mess up putting your show in the right category if you're doing two different shows off the same site. And besides that, your default feed will have all the shows in it anyway. So it's not 
good. I mean, it might be all right for, you know, if you want to catch all feed, well, then your main podcast feed will do it. But I just suggest use channels. Channels are so much easier. Uh, I do that. And, and, you know, and categories and channels can work well together. Just don't use check categories for podcasting or for the podcast feed, but you can use it for displaying the, the, uh, just the shows in that category. So you can use it as far as displaying stuff on your website. Just don't use it for your feed. Use the channel for the feed and use the categories to display it. An example of that is my ham radio pod class feed that I have over at MikeDell.com. That's at MikeDell.com slash blog slash category slash ham radio. <laughs> eh, it sucks. But anyway, it's all, all those shows are in the category ham radio. But that is a channel. And it's a channel for a reason because channels are just so easy. You, you've got two episode boxes at the bottom. You you know, you paste your link into episode box A for the one show and B for the other show. And you can even color code them in there. And so, you know, not to do it. It's, it, I mean, you're still, yeah, there's a chance to screw that up too, but it's a lot less. And besides that, the categories are more complicated URLs. Uh, category feeds and all that, you know, with a, a channel feed, you could have, you know, your domain slash feed slash whatever you want. You know, you don't have to have, you know, slash blog slash category slash whatever the category is slash feed or, you know, whatever it comes up with. It's, it's a lot less complicated, a lot less room for error. So, and, and if you already got a show, that's the other thing. If you've already got a show uh, on, you know, on your WordPress site with a default feed, you can't add a category and have them be separate. Because if you add a category, yeah, all just the ones in that category will go out on the category feed, but the ones in that category will also go out on the main feed. So then you've got to change your main feed, and why not just do a channel? So if you ever... Uh, Need help with channels? Uh, hit me up with a question, and uh, I'll explain it further, if you like. But uh, otherwise, that's the way to go, I think. I think I'm going to call this a podcast. Uh, kind of run out of things to say, and uh, as Sean's rules say, I shouldn't uh, talk more than I have something to talk about. So, hey, if you want to support the show, again, use the promo code NOBS over at Blueberry, or uh, if you're going to shop at Amazon.com, go over to the website and on the uh, sidebar under support the show. All kinds of little banners down there. If you're going to shop at Amazon, you can click the Amazon banner, then go shop, and it doesn't cost you anything extra and gives me a little kickback. Of course, if you need uh, hosting, click on the Bluehost banner and uh, get your hosting over there, and then uh, show me proof of that, and I will set you up WordPress and uh, give you uh, some consulting there to get set up uh, with your uh, podcast website. Option there. Be sure to visit uh, techpodcast.com. Uh, there's other banners down there uh, from the uh, podcastclicks.com banner there. So uh, 
other shows about podcasting and anything. Of course, Two Thumbs Up Media. Of course, I'm a member of the Tech Podcast Network. It's tech. It's here. Otherwise, catch you later. Next week, I will uh, announce the winner of the drawing, so make sure you get that stuff in there. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com, or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.